G'day, this is a Kingdom podcast, a podcast about uh, the Kingdom of Jesus Christ, the Kingdom of the Kingdom of God, the Kingdom of God. And I'm not a prophet, teacher, evangelist, I don't know what I am, I'm a, I'm a person who loves Jesus Christ and who has made a decision to seek first the Kingdom and His righteousness. And this podcast is really a a prayer walk with me and Jesus, where we we're actually we're expanding the kingdom. We're loving people. We're we're sharing revelation about the kingdom because Jesus said, "To he who has more will be given, but to he who doesn't have even the little that he has will be taken away." We've actually got to take this revelation of the kingdom. Remember, Jesus only preached the kingdom. I mean, he's literally the first sermon he ever preached was repent for the kingdom is at hand. And then remember, every single parable that he ever spoke was only on the kingdom. So this is a very important message, the only message that Jesus preached. And so it's really important. I'm not saying that there are not other teachings and and value in that. But I'm saying that if you come on the journey with me, you are going to change into the image of Jesus Christ because we are all being transformed into his image. So some of it might be might not sound like anything you've heard before because unfortunately we can find that there's actually the yeast of the Pharisees, the yeast of Herod. That's what Jesus reminded us to be wary of. These things can get into our thinking, even into our churches. Remember Paul and Peter, They wrote copious amounts about false teaching in the church, about false prophets, false teachers, false apostles, super apostles. Remember, Paul was in jail, and they were saying that he was not of God because he was in jail, and he had to defend himself, really. Everyone seemed to abandon him. It may not look like, you know, the type of Christianity we see on television right now. But the true, you know, church of Jesus Christ is alive and well. And it may not look like what you think it is. Because Jesus promised us suffering. He promised us persecution. He said, your enemies will be in your own household. Remember, Jesus Christ is going to baptize us with fire. He wants to baptize us with fire. So I want to encourage you to enjoy this podcast. Take it or leave it. There are bits in here that are angry because it's the you know, it's the Holy Spirit in me that has a an anger and a righteous indignation about certain things. There's power and boldness, there's impartation, there's deliverance. There there might even be screaming and crying. But I want to encourage you to come on the journey with me. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed. You know, you can share this message. People can take it or leave it. Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet. This is the God that I serve. The real Jesus Christ in the Bible, not the fake Jesus that we hear about sometimes in our churches. (laughs) You know, this perfect, you know, woke version of Christianity where there is no sin and everybody can do whatever they feel and love is love. No. Jesus Christ told us, he said, love is obedience. He said, if you love me, you will obey me.
So come with me in saying, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord. That means you own me. If you can say that, I mean, you're really on track. Tell Jesus that you seek first his kingdom. Tell him that you want him to come back. The bride says, come, Lord Jesus. So we're wanting him to come back. Um, just forgive me when I get into a little bit of conspiracy theories. You don't have to, you know, take it all or nothing. Just take what you like and leave the rest. That's fine. I I'm not here to teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you. You have an anointing from the Father, and he's going to teach you, and he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is your counselor. He's your comforter. And I'm not all things to all people like, I mean, I am in an evangelistic sense, but you've got your church, you've got your people, you need to get around other people. You need help from other people. You need counseling. You need correction. You need rebuking sometimes. I can't do that for you on a podcast. So let's go. Let's do this thing. Remember, we have an amazing opportunity on this side of grace because the age of power is about, about to come where we will be raised imperishable. But right now is the age of grace, which means you can can love the love people, father people. You, Jesus said, if you love these, you're loving me. If you feed these, you're feeding me. If you give a glass of water, you're giving a glass of water to me. There's an urgency in the spirit to, to just do everything you can for other people right now. Because the, the doors are going to close. And even our own books are going to be sealed. And whatever we've done and said, we're going to be held accountable. Is this not the truth? So I want to encourage you to, to listen to this episode. It's in two parts. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but, you know, maybe take a few, <laughs> maybe take it with a grain of salt. You read the Bible. I, I believe in your maturity. I can tell you what I really think, and you can figure it out. Okay? Okay. Bye for now. Hello, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Today, the revelation I have from the Father of Lights is that he is the head of the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, and the reason that's significant is because he's actually wanting us to step into more revelation today. It says in 1 Corinthians 15 that he, when he has done this, the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be in all. It says in the New Living Translation, when all things are under the authority of the Son. So the revelation is that right now, not all things are under the authority of the Son. But you and I, we are under the authority of the Son. Because Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And so right now there is a body that he has control over. He doesn't have control over the world. He doesn't have control over the government, the media. But he does have control over his own body. Because if, you're, if your head decides that you're going to go cross the road then your legs are going to obey you. They're going to cross the road. If you decide to eat any food, it's going to come through your head. If you decide to listen to this podcast, it's going to come through your head. Everything you see, everything you hear, everything you eat is 
coming through your head. And then the body is nourished by what you receive. Remember, sin, when it's fully conceived, brings forth death. So you can think about something, you can eat something, you can receive something, that if you meditate on it, if you fully conceive it, it brings forth death. But that's not what God is bringing forth today. The church was born metaphorically like a baby, like a child. Paul said to desire pure milk. Peter said to desire pure milk like a newborn baby. The church is now 2,000 years old and is growing up into the head as each person does their part, as each joint and ligament supplies nourishment to the body and the body grows through the word of God we are growing through the word of God as we read the word like your body is growing as you eat food your cells are nourished your cells the cells of the body of Christ are nourished because we are listening to the words of our master Paul said that a woman is like a bride of Christ and the church is like the bride of Christ with the husband being Jesus that we are washed by the water of his words as he speaks lovingly over us as he speaks prophetically over us and as we eat his words the written logos word and the rhema word we grow we are being perfected we are being made without spot and without blemish and he is about to come back because every prophecy will be fulfilled. Many, many, many prophecies. Isaiah 53, Psalms, many things were prophesied. You know, Genesis chapter 3, that the, the seed of the serpent would, would bruise his heel, but that he would crush his head. All of these things are being fulfilled. And the other prophetic word, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee will bow. That he is the going to be the authority that all things are going to come under his feet. That he will return. Listen, the earth was once destroyed by water. And he promised never to do that again. But the earth will be destroyed by fire. According to Jude, according to Peter. There's another flood that's coming, but it's a flame. And now is the opportunity to be one with Christ, to be one with his body, to submit to the head, lest we be spat out. Because the body can reject something, right? It can reject something. Like a limb that's sewn on, it can be rejected by the, by the receiver of the donor. We have the privilege of being grafted into the true vine, Jesus Christ, but we don't want to be, you know, cut off. We don't want to be thrown out. So what I'm saying is take this privilege of being under the head. Enjoy being controlled by Jesus Christ. As he said, if you love me, you will obey me. You know, the Bible says that a wife, her body belongs to her husband. And a husband's body belongs to his wife. This is very profound, but I want to encourage you to submit to your husband. Give your body as a living sacrifice. You know, holy and dearly loved to the Lord. 
Don't eat toxic foods, you know, but just pray about it. Don't get tattoos, but just pray about it. You know, homosexuality is not an identity. If you are being, you know, homosexual, repent. Because it's not who you are. It is a behavior. It may feel real to you like an like an ideology. It has a very strong ideological pull and push at the moment in society. But just because the just because something's correct and approved and legal and encouraged in society doesn't mean that God approves. Because according to the Bible, homosexuality is a sin, not an identity. And this is the deception. It's not who you are. It might feel right. It might, you might believe in your mind. It might think to be logically approved but in your mind. But in your heart, you know. You know that, that the fire of God it's available now to purify you. But in the end, if you don't, you know, if we don't, if you don't repent, you're going to find yourself, what does the Bible say? It says those who are sexually immoral, they will not be in the kingdom. So right now you might be in the church, but you're not going to be in the kingdom. Right now I want to encourage you to be in the kingdom. There's no sexually immoral in the kingdom. There's no liar in the kingdom. There's no idolater in the kingdom. There's no unbeliever in the kingdom. There's no coward in the kingdom. So I want to encourage you to, to be in the kingdom right now. This is the most amazing place to be, to run into the fire of his eyes. Let his love burn you. Let his love... You might find it hard to repent from homosexuality. You might find that it's a process, that, that your body and your soul need time to be delivered. This is an invitation into the kingdom. This is not, I'm not counseling any particular person or praying for any particular person right now on this podcast to, to change. This is not conversion therapy. This is, con this is the kingdom of God. This is the invitation to come to Jesus Christ and to repent. What I'm saying to you is that th you can be gay. Go, be gay. I'm encouraging you to, to, to make your own choices and, and be true to yourself. But know this, there will be no sexually immoral in the kingdom. So you can choose if you want to come into the kingdom right now. Because we, if we are part of the body, we are going to be obedient. We're going to be controlled by and led by the head of the body, by the one who has authority over us. So would you just allow the Lord Jesus Christ to have authority over you today? And homosexuality be gone as a demonic spirit. You shut up and you get off their minds. And you shut up and you be, be, be silent in Jesus' name. And I cut you off from talking to them ever again in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, that you would speak to them by your Spirit. And there it is, the peace and the rest. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Awesome, guys. God bless you. Hope you find a church that believes in God right now. It's probably underground. And you can Google that the Melbourne Underground Church or find any church that believes in Jesus Christ, that preaches Christ crucified, the hope of glory, and that expands the kingdom of God in love and in power. Remember, the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod, the teaching of politics and the teaching of religion, they are to be be beware of those things run away from those things the kingdom is not the kingdom is 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 opposite to religion the kingdom is opposite to politics and there's deliverance for you in that area right now seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you all of all things will be added to you as well bye for now enjoy this short music at the end Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia. And after about 20 years of being a Christian, having tasted of the power of God and the goodness of His Spirit in my life, I uh, began to seek first the Kingdom of God. I realized that it is, you know, it is possible to to forget your first love it is possible to grow lukewarm to grow cold in our faith and and I began to I guess really violently pray in the spirit I I made a decision I said God I'm gonna seek first the kingdom I'm going to seek it first and I literally prayed only about the kingdom every day I said 
Jesus, give me the kingdom. I ask for the kingdom. One of the first revelations he gave me was that in that chapter of Matthew, in that Sermon on the Mount, he was talking about the kingdom. Every parable was about the kingdom. So we might preach a sermon about, you know, I was a pastor, I was ordained, I am ordained, but I, I used to preach every Sunday and I might say things like, you know, knock and the door will be opened, seek and you shall find, ask and you shall receive, For not realizing that the context of all of those verses was the kingdom. So Jesus is saying, knock and the door to the kingdom will be opened. Seek and you will find the kingdom. Ask and you will receive the kingdom. If you go back and read it, he says something like, you know, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So you're not asking for things. You're not knocking on random doors. You're not... <laughs> Do you get it? And what I realized is there is no throne for Jonathan in my heart. There is only one throne in my heart, and it's for Jesus. You know, I, I, I sit on his throne according to the Bible. Jesus said in Revelation, if you overcome, you will sit with me on my throne. You see, Paul said the same thing. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If you look in my heart, there should be no other throne, no other altar, like Gideon who pulled down every altar of his own family. I have pulled down the altar of myself, of of my life, of idolatry. You know, entertainment can be an idol. Entertainment can be a, a, a false god, an altar in your life. You know, you might be addicted to food, but it's actually a spirit of distraction because that is the essence of entertainment. It is distraction. Whether it's a movie or sex or workingaholic or a spouse or a child or pornography or, or an addiction, they may not be the root cause of your idolatry, of your addiction. The, the root cause may be distraction. You're looking for an escape. You're looking for pain to go away. But Jesus showed me, don't be distracted by these things. Oh, you know, I've got to cast out this demon. Oh, man. I'm the problem. You see, the moment that I make God my one thing, Jesus said, let your eye be single. He said, seek first the kingdom. He said, you cannot love both God and money. Everything he's saying is about, you know, selling the the fear buying the field so that you can get the pearl everything he's saying is there's no room for you on in your life there is no room for your parents there is no room for your children there is no room for money there is no room for 
for idleness or idolatry or anything else. There is only room for God. He wants all of you. He is a consuming fire. And the message today is this. It's from Proverbs chapter 3. And it says, depending on your translation, I'd never heard this until a man gave me this prophetic word. And it was when he said, he said, don't hold back something good when it's in your power to give it. I believe it's Proverbs 317 around there so what do I have I have something good and I can't hold it back from you today so take it or leave it I know that sometimes I sound like a crazy person preaching a false doctrine because I'm saying things <laughs> I'm often saying things that that are that are true and they're in the Bible but you don't hear about it or you don't know it or you haven't received the revelation. As Peter said about Paul's letters, he said, Paul talks about things that are difficult to understand. But he'd been taken up into heaven. And I'm not saying that I'm Paul and I haven't been taken up into heaven, but I'm, I'm saying that I'm seven years into a journey. Not just of being born again, that was a long time ago. But of really... Seeking first the kingdom. And one of the things I realized was that he builds upon the revelation. He built the parable of the sower says, if you understand, understand this word, what the world, the word, what is the word? The word is revelation. Jesus said to Peter, you know, you know, you have not received this from man. You have received this from God. You have received this revelation that you are the Christ, you are the living God. Jesus said, you received this from the Father. This is not from the flesh, this is from the Spirit. And Jesus said that his words are spirit and they are life. And he said in the parable of the sower, and I know you don't get it, but listen to my words. What are my words saying? Not what is your opinion of my words. What are my words actually saying? My words are saying that in the parable of the sower, Jesus is telling us that revelation is built upon revelation. He said, to he who has more will be given, but to he who doesn't have, what little he has will be taken away. And this is my experience. I was born again in 1997. I received the seed of the kingdom. Who is Jesus? The seed of the kingdom is the word of God is the word of the kingdom but i didn't understand it and to be honest i i i fell away in a, in a sense it took me a number of years to get to the maturity of being water baptized of being disciplined in my study of the bible of of going to church and tithing and becoming a leader and and eventually i i got institutionalized i probably got too good at being a christian I married the pastor's daughter, you know, I was up on the stage, but behind the scenes I was not living, you know, in abundance. I, I was not willfully sinning or anything like that, but I had fallen away. I'd become lukewarm, I'd become cold, I loved God, I prayed, I, I, I prayed in the Spirit, but really I was I was asking for help. I was I was a, like a pagan 
Jesus said, don't be like the pagans who worry about what they're going to eat or what they're going to drink or what they're going to wear. In other words, what happened to me for 15 years of my Christianity was the worries of the world choked the seed. The worries of the world choked the seed, making me unfruitful. So the good thing that I cannot withhold from you today from Proverbs 3.17 is this. I believe that we need to detox from, from this world system. And God's taken me on a diet. He's taken me on a diet in my thought life. He's taken me on a diet in what I consume with my eyes. He's taken me on a diet, a narrow road in who I'm friends with. It grieves my heart, but there are people who I no longer associate with who I love and who I want to, you know, be friends with. But but they they perhaps haven't reached a level of maturity where God will allow me to spend time with them. Now, maybe I'm, you know, part of it is me as well. But what I'm saying to you is God has taken me on a diet physically as well. And I didn't know what I needed, but he gave me what I needed. I asked for things that he didn't give me, and I asked for other things that he did give me. And then other things he seemed to force upon me, but then I began to like them. And what I'm saying to you, I know it's not making sense yet, but what I'm saying to you is that this world system has become corrupt, and it's in the food supply. It really is in the media. It really is in the monetary system. And if you're not careful, you're going to be webbed. You're going to find that that this world system is trying to disciple you. That this world system is... I'm just going to spit it out. You have become the property in a sense this world system is is trying to make so this this is i can't it's so hard to say but the prop people have become the commodity people have become the the property okay now say that the lord jesus christ wants he owns you he he bought you with the price of his own blood he bought you with the price of his body broken and your body has become the temple of the Holy Spirit. But Satan is always trying to copy things that God's done. He's always trying to mimic. And I can't go into it in this message today. But he is wanting people to become the temple of the devil. You know, he's wanting to mark people, you know, with the, the mark of the beast, you know, in the book of Revelation. But... He's wanting in the same way that Jesus Christ has filled my body, the devil wants to fill your body. The devil, in the same way that we have this currency of faith, the devil has created a technocracy. And it's, a, it's like a currency of communication. He's the prince of the power of the air. And it's going to be difficult for you to understand, but we're coming into the days where Revelation 13 and around there says that the, the beast has, has given power to the image and the image has been given authority to speak 
So let's just think about technology. Is there an image that can speak? You know, the closest thing that I can think of in this world system right now is, is artificial intelligence, AI. The, the, the Google image can speak. Google's logo is 666. If you just have a look at the Chrome logo. You know, the Apple, the Apple logo is, is a square and compass if you look at the App Store. Okay, so there are, there, are, there are pyramids and all these sorts of things in, in all of these things. You know, Google Play, Google Chrome, the App Store, all of these things. So what I'm saying is that there is a mark of the beast that's coming, but it's, it's in your body, and it's, it's to do with heavy metals, and it's to do with the communication that comes from the prince of the power of the air. So what I'm saying to you is there is an opportunity right now to disconnect. It doesn't mean you don't pay tax. It doesn't mean you don't vote. It doesn't mean you're not a patriot. But what it means is there might be times where, where you have to turn off your phone. There might be, there might be certain apps on your phone that Jesus Christ says to, to, to not use anymore. There might be a Faraday cage in your home. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a little one from Amazon for $8. But you can put your phone in a Faraday cage at night. And this is not just my, my idea. If you listen to my podcast, I've been saying this for a number of years, but Kevin Zadai said it last night or the day before as well. And that's why I have the boldness now to say it, to confirm what God's already been saying to me. What he says to me is that he's marked me with his mark, because that's in Revelation. Those who are his, he's marked our foreheads. That's God. So the devil is mocking God by marking people physically. But we are marked spiritually, okay? So let the Holy Spirit lead you, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit, if you're listening to him, there is no way that he is not telling you to be detoxed both in your mind by what you read what you think where you go who you talk to but also physically i believe that it's really valid and important to detox to drink pure water i've been drinking you know chlorine free fluoride free water for five seven years I don't brush my teeth with fluoride. But I've God has narrowed that way now and I actually am not allowed to drink only pure water. I am drinking steam distilled water. So if you distill water as like steam, it is totally pure. If you catch rainwater, it's not pure. It's going to be filled with heavy metals, okay? That's what I'm telling you today. The water is filled with medication. There's antidepressants in the water. There's there's mind control in the water because this world would like you to be compliant. It's in the food. It's in the food. mRNA vaccine is in the food. There are heavy metals in the air, in the soil. Just test the soil in your veggie garden. It's going to have 
lots of lead and all sorts of things in it. And that's okay because God has made us indestructible. We were never meant to die and the Holy Spirit can help you practically because your body can re-energize and heal itself. Okay? So, as well as seeking first the kingdom, going to church, worshipping God, praising Him, pleading His blood over your life, taking communion, loving people, sowing seeds of faith, leading people to Christ, telling them about the kingdom, telling them about Jesus, going to church, tithing, praising God, as well as these things, you need to be getting out of physical debt. Do everything you can to take no medications. Maybe you're on a statin medication. Maybe you're on an asthma medication. Maybe you're on... That isn't an addiction in, in a sense, because if God's telling you to stop those medications, then he's going to be giving you an alternative. And that alternative might be a vegan diet. It might be a carnivore diet. It might be a, a, a fast, an elimination diet. You know, for me, I went on carnivore for seven months. Maybe it was nine months. No, seven months, 100% meat. Now, that sounds crazy, okay? But I did it with, with medical supervision, with blood tests. And I did it with my doctor checking my... Uh, uh, you know, cholesterol and, and blood pressure and, 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 and sh blood sugars and, and iron. Okay. Now, what I realized after God told me to go on carnival, after the Holy Spirit led me to get out of debt, to cancel my credit card, to pay for my phone month to month, my electricity month to month, my gas one month to month, my car insurance month to... I have no debt. Okay. Oh, now I've got a, I've got a, I've got a mortgage actually, but I, God's going to pay that off. But every, I have no liability. Even the mortgage is completely covered by my uh, capital, so that's okay. But, but it's not okay. I'm going to get out of debt. But, but what I'm saying to you is, I'm not in debt to medication. I don't need. I can go for a run. I don't need to bring a puffer. I can go on holidays. I don't need to bring a script. I don't need medication to breathe, to, 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 to pump the blood around my body. I'm free. I'm completely free. And God's using food to be my medication, which is the way that it's meant to be. But what I realized after the fact, after he delivered me from medication, from, from pharmacia, from this demonic world system of control, because that's what it is, it's control. You have to go to work to pay your bills. You have to go to take your medication. See, these are elements of control. But what happens if there's another lockdown? But that's what's coming. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You, you may need to receive the mark of the beast in order to get medication. But if you're not on medication, you can stick it to the man, <laughs> so to speak. You can say, talk to the hand. That's a little bit nicer, sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, did that in Terminator 2? No, Terminator 1? Terminator Terminator 1 or 2. Anyway, so you, if you're not in debt, if you're not enslaved, if you're not lukewarm, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit and walking along the narrow way, I'm telling you he's going to deliver you from 
this world system, you will not need to receive the mark of the beast because you won't be deceived, because you won't be on medication, because you won't be having to go to work to pay off your credit card, because you won't, you won't be controlled, because you're not drinking fluoride, because you're not eating heavy metals, because the 5G towers are not able to remote control your mind. Okay? Because you're not listening to the media. Because God's told you to put your phone in a Faraday cage. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean you never use your phone. I have three, I have four phones. Okay? One of them's for work. One of them's for home internet. Another one's sort of just like an iPad, but it's a phone. Another one is my the one I'm on today. Now, I know all of these are being tracked, and I know the AI's already created predictive algorithms based on my behavior, and God is able to to navigate those matrices, okay? Jesus, Jesus, we want to thank you right now for the power of your Holy Spirit and the power of your name. We are not afraid, Lord God. We are not afraid. We laugh, God, and we scoff at the rulers of this world. Psalm number two, they gather together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let's break our bonds asunder. You know, who is Lord over us? We are our own gods and all that sort of stuff, which is just not nonsense. That's Psalm number two that I'm quoting there. So let, take it or leave it. It's up to you. God may have a different path for you, different deliverance for you. But if you're saying, oh, no, no, I need to take medication because I'm a diabetic or whatever, just be open to what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do because he might say that a, you know, a carnivore diet or an elimination diet or a vegan diet is going to be what you need to get free. You know, maybe drinking some pure water, maybe it doesn't have to be steam distilled, you know, but I'd be very cautious of, of anything that you're not producing yourself. I'd be producing my own water. I'd be reading the Bible myself, not just trusting the, you know, the lukewarm words that come from the church that you go to. Now, <laughs> sorry, they, they might be on fire, I'm sorry. They might be They might be doing a great job, and they are, they are. But is it what the Holy Spirit is saying T now, today, right now, today? Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you, 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 we thank you. We release you to be God in our lives, to take over in Jesus' name. Be enthroned in our hearts, Lord. We want no other God beside you. Lord, pull down every other altar. Lord, thank you. Lead us on the narrow path. Thank you, Lord. Lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Praise God. That's the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he's so excited. He's so excited. I know you don't believe me, but just wait. Just wait and see. And you'll understand. <laughs> you'll understand what's going on right now. They didn't spend five, ten, fifteen trillion dollars, you know, rolling this thing out for nothing, for no reason, you know. So everything looks fine, everything looks great, and that's what they said: peace and safety, peace and safety. And then, boom, you know, the door to the ark was is closed, as Kevin said. The sheep and the goats have already been separated. So. Are people going to be taken over by the devil to do his will? You know, entire populations, like zombies. 
I don't mean zombies, but I mean zombies. Unless you're filled with the Holy Spirit, unless you're on fire, unless you're consumed by him and with him and, and, and filled with his word, I think it's going to be very hard to navigate these, 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 these coming times that we're in. But with God, all things are possible. And he will lead you and he will guide you into all truth. And, and don't worry, you know, look, if you don't make it, like if you don't pass the test and, you know, God's greater than your heart. God's greater than your heart, you know. But it is a narrow way. I mean, it is a narrow way. Many are called, few are chosen. But to God be all the glory. You know, one of the things I had to realize, because, you know, the devil brings condemnation, constantly reminds, you know, tries, he's the, the accuser of the brethren. You know, he, he reminded me of things I said and did, and, oh, you know, you, you're unredeemable, this, that, and the other. But, but, but I had to come to the, the decision. I mean, I made a decision in my heart. I said, you know what? If I go to hell... I will praise him. I will praise God because I deserve to go to hell. And if he sends me to hell, then he's God and I'm not. He's holy. He's he is right and I'm wrong. He's the just judge. If God God is righteous and God is just and if I end up in hell for eternity, it is because I deserve it and I should go there. Does that make sense? And I'll praise him there. You know, that was really when the devil just pissed off because I just, I pushed him to the wall, as the de as Kevin Zadai said. I pushed him to the wall. I'm like, okay, you're telling me I'm going to go to hell? Well, I'm going to praise God there. And it just shut him up, you know? So just please do that. Just shut the devil up. Just shut him up. You know, maybe not everyone's meant to follow this extreme diet that I'm on. Maybe I'm like John the Baptist eating locusts and wild honey in the wilderness declaring make way for the lord in jesus name you know maybe but i just don't think there's any other way i can't see any other way than to live separate come out from among them and be separate uh, yeah fine go to work but don't go to protests don't be stupid don't don't go to, go on websites that are anti-government i you I, I love the government. I love my government. I pray for my government. I love Australia. You know, I I I, be, I love. I believe in capitalism. I believe in my in democracy. But I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to go to a protest and have my iris scanned by five K retinal scanners and be put on a database. Look, we're already on a database. Everybody is already a prisoner, you know, in this planet. We are considered as property now by this by this current world government, which is actually being run by an AI, by the way. There is an a, there is a beast, there is a demonic spirit that is masquerading as an artificial intelligence who has co-opted the governments of this world and is in charge. No one said that, not in those words. Just believe it. If you don't believe it, have a look in the book of Revelation and it's inevitable, but you'll see it. So I love you lots, guys. I know that you think I'm crazy, but well...
They thought Jesus was crazy. His own family tried to arrest him. So yeah, um, I'll see you on the other side. Bye for now.